Evolutionary.org presents Evolutionary Hardcore Podcast with your co-hosts, Steve from the American Underground and Mobster from the UK Iron Den. Get ready for the most hardcore and underground info in the industry. And here we go. 10, 9, 8, 7, 6... Evolutionary.org Hardcore 2.0, episode number two, Summer Oral Cutting Cycles, compliments of Pharmacy Steve Smith, aka Steve Schmee, and the mobster joy to me. What's up, buddy? How you doing? This is one of those timely fashion kind of uh, podcasts, Steve, where the guys on the forums, the ladies on the forums, they all want to know how to get cut the summer so that's what we're all about with your pharmacist to help you on your way yeah and we're gonna have this is the one this is gonna be oral cutters that we're gonna talk yep. about no injectables just orals so this is a really good one for those of you who like to run orals and you for whatever reason like some people can't run injectables they've got a wife they've got kids running around they live with their in-laws stuff like that they just don't want needles around the house like it's understandable Everyone's in a different situation here. So some people just rather run orals and that's fine. So this is the podcast for you to listen to if you want to try to use just oral. So let's go with the first one, Mobster. Um, start us off. What's the first oral cycle on oral steroid that you like? As Steve knows from previous podcasts and pre-shows, etc., one of my favorite drugs, for strength, never mind for cutting, is Anavar, and I have used specifically used uh, Europharmacy's Anavar myself personally just recently, Steve. So yeah, definitely one of my tip-top favourites. Now, as we've discussed in previous shows, we've talked about some steroids as being perfect for certain situations. And for me, with my training program, I've always used Anavar as a strength product. However, it's also essentially, Steve, as you know. A lean mass gainer is one of those ones where you don't necessarily pile on 15 or 20 pounds because there's not a lot of water that comes with this drug, like, for example, Dynabol. And um, if you if you put the work in, and this is something we're going to 100%, every single drug today, guys, it's important to put, mention this at, right up front. Diets and cardio and training must be on point. That's number one. And number two, regardless of the drug, and again, Anavar is absolutely tip-top for this, make sure that you give yourself time to get in shape. I will say that, and I'll say it again at the end, Steve. Now, for me, when I have run Anivar, I've been, I, for the sweet spot, I think for me here, Steve, and actually I'd probably look at maybe combining some of these drugs for a cutting cycle, which we'll get into. The sweet spot for me in strength training has been 50 milligrams a day. That's what works for me. Steve will tell you, I believe there are guys that, that have run this up around 100, uh, even as maybe as high as 120 milligrams. Or, or I've, I'll say 100% guys, like I said, there are people that do that. But when we talk about sweet spots, it's what works for the majority of users. So, for example, and especially in a cutting cycle, I would probably run it in combination with something else, Steve. Proviron, for example, or Tyranobol, which is another lean mass gainer. And I would go up to 50 milligrams, probably it's only five, 30 milligrams and maybe up to 50 milligrams. And again, for me, it's not something that I feel crazy strong on, but it aids my strength. 
I normally get five or 10% out of this in terms of that particular weight. My diet doesn't have to go crazy. I, I give it, I've mentioned it on previous podcasts going from 280 to 285, 285 to 290 when I've been using uh, Anavar back in the day. Guys, if you're doing the diet at some point and the cardio, as I put, like I mentioned, bringing it down to this kind of stuff, it works great. There's lots of things you can do here, Steve. Let's have a quick look here. Right, so like I said, what would I look at if I was doing a cutting cycle? I would probably do Tyranobol, like I've already mentioned, and Anavar, 100%. And I would probably run both of those at relatively low doses. There's an argument for, for these things sometimes about doubling and tripling the dose to see if you're going to get double and triple the results. Doesn't work like that, never worked like that for me. Won't work like that for most of our listeners. Keep it small, keep it sweet, put the work in. Let's have another look. Windstroll, which we're going to discuss momentarily, Steve, it's one of yours. Good example here, 50 milligrams a day, every day of Anavar, 50 milligrams a day, every day of Winstrol. And one of our new favorites, Steve, the last few years, 20 milligrams a day, every day of Carterine. Now I will definitely reiterate with the effective dose thing here. Steve will agree on this again. We've seen multiple times when guys come onto the forum that done a little bit of research and they'll say something like Carterine, I'm thinking of taking 50 milligrams or 100 milligrams. 0.99.9% of you listeners will get a great result out of using Carderine, aka GW, at 20 milligrams a day. And look at the numbers here, Steve. The, the, all together, you're looking at 120 milligrams of orals, including the Psalm, not Psalm Carderine, in total. I can understand, as Steve said right at the beginning, how easy it is not to have to inject. What I will also add with regards to this kind of cycle again, especially because of the, the toxicity just of using orals, and both these drugs are relatively mild. Anavar for me is incredibly mild in that particular way. Try to make sure that you're not doing stupid stuff, and it's not going to help a cutting cycle anyway, Steve, like boozing. I only drink a few drinks at the weekend. Cut that shit out. Go down to one beer on a Saturday night while you're on a cutting cycle. Don't be doing any other recreationals. If you are using uh, prescribed medication, keep an eye on those things. Lots of people talk about doing great stuff with cycles, regardless of how good the drug is. And Anavar is a fantastic drug, especially for me, Pete. But you need to have the other stuff that you're not talking about when you're asking for training advice for PED advice. That needs to be tidy as well as we would say here in Wales. It needs to be on point. In other words, if you're doing stuff that's harmful to your liver and or your kidneys away from a PED cycle that's trying to get you into shape, and then you decide to use orals at the same time, you're doubling up. And, and what happens also after Steve is that guys don't mention this. Something else that I would look at here, and we recommend this, we, we, we'll create article links for all of these products that we're talking about today from EP. I would probably throw in something like N2 Guard. In fact, that's my pretty much my go-to every single time, Steve, when it comes to organ protection. And I have not experienced it, but I believe Steve has probably put in some N2 slim in there. And again, it's because you guys, you listeners, are looking for a way of cutting, of getting lean and getting into shape. So that would probably be my go-to. You're going to talk about Winstrol, but honestly, guys, if there's a recommendation for me today in terms of what I've experienced and in terms of what I know works, Anavar would probably be that up there, right up there, Steve, with Dianabol for me. And, and definitely, if I was looking to get in shape, if I was looking to lean, if I was looking for that six-pack on a holiday, 
then yeah, Anavar would be there for me. What do you think? Yeah, and Anavar, Europharmacy's Anavar is really, really good. Mm. Anavar of all the steroids we're going to talk today, number one most faked by far. And yes. that's just how it is. So you have to be careful which brand you pick. So definitely Europharmacies. When you use Europharmacies, you know you're getting legitimate Anavar. And that's very, very important. Uh, because if you're not using what you think you use, you're wasting your money and you're also wasting your time. And that's pretty messed up. But that's how it works. I mean, sources out there, sometimes they don't even do it intentionally. Sometimes that they're getting the raws and the raws are themselves fake. And they, they're just doing it, but they're not testing their own products because they're too cheap to do it. So you want to make sure you're using a legitimate brand like Europharmacy is definitely for Anovar. That's, that's who we would recommend for sure. I, I highly rate it from EP. I said it earlier on, some of these drugs I try my, personally, some of these drugs I'm aware of other people using and how they get on. I have personally used EP's VAR 100%. And I know that it works for me as it's worked for me in the past. I know the results I've had have been on point. So this is one of those, if I had a mobster stamp of approval label that we could bang onto these articles, Steve, their VAR would be mobster approved, 100%. Let's go on to the next oral anabolic steroid that we're going to talk about. And as Mobster mentioned, Winstrol. And yeah. Winstrol is one of those oral steroids that some of you out there, including me, you're not going to like very much in certain situations, especially. And others of you are absolutely going to love using Winstrol. So Winstrol is one, just like Anavar, does not aromatize into estrogen at all. It is a variant of dihydrotestosterone DHT. So you run it, you're not going to put on any water retention. You're not going to have to worry about any type of estrogen issues. Zero, zero aromatization. It's going to dry you out better than any other steroid out there. I mean, you're going to run it. And even if you're not prone to joint dryness, you'll notice when you're running Winstrol, couple weeks into it, maybe three weeks into it, you'll be lifting, doing bicep curls, working your shoulders. You'll notice doing squats. Wait, you know, something's going on here. Why are my knees feeling weird when I'm doing squats? Why are my elbows feeling weird when I'm doing curls? What is going on here? And that's the dryness, the way it dries out your joints. So even if you're like me and you don't have those long, lanky limbs, Maybe um, like a lot of people do on your side of the pond, Mobster, up there in Northern Europe. Yeah. You know, even in my situation, someone who doesn't have to worry about joint issues because I have those short, stocky limbs. You're a stump. <laughs> exactly. And in my situation, I still had joint issues on it. Another thing, I'm not prone to hair loss. But when I ran Winstrol, when I would take a shower, shampoo my hair, I would look at my hand and I'd see hair on my hand. Like, what the heck is going on here? And I had to laugh at that because before I used Winstrol, I did my research and I knew a lot of people complained about hair loss. But I said, yeah, it's not going to happen to me because I'm not prone to it. Well, guess what? I still were losing hair on Winstrol. So Winstrol, there are side effects that come with it. The other side effect that I experienced on Winstrol was headaches. And I never get headaches, but on Winstrol gave me headaches. So Winstrol is very... You know, the misconception behind Winstrol is all oh, doesn't give you side effects. And um, it, it's just not true. What happened is over the years back in the day when they started 
making charts and making maps of these steroids and they started saying oh how what does which how much side effects does this steroid have versus this uh steroid winstrol was always kind of middle of the pack or even low when it comes to side effects and the reason for that is they were very biased back then in the 80s and, and 90s that was before there was widespread use of anti-estrogens in the 80s they didn't even know what an anti-estrogen was so winstrol to them had low side effects because it didn't cause any estrogenic side effects but they did not factor in the other side effects that it comes with just because something doesn't aromatize doesn't mean it can't give you side effects so that's the misconception behind that so yeah mobster chime in on one story two two quick questions for you steve from your personal experience here number one and it's because winstrol is such a drier and or dry type products rather than the watery gains that we know that we get with certain diana as usual and i mentioned already I'm wondering with the dryness, and also I was going to question whether or not, you know, bearing in mind you guys will be on a cutting diet, whether we want to modify ever so slightly our fish oil, our krill oil intake, just for those joints to enjoy products like into joint RX. Or the other thing I was going to ask you, Stephen, especially with a headache, at the base of the neck rather than up on the brain. So we're, we're, we're and I'm thinking again, that's because it's such a dry product because it's almost, Oh, and especially if everything else is on point, Steve, it's almost pulling water out. And so there's a kind of sort of a, a weird sense. For example, Steve, forget Winstrol, forget all the stuff that we're talking about. When you get dehydrated, it's not unusual to get a dehydration headache. Do you see what I'm saying? And the other thing I was thinking of also, and again, this depends on how those studies and, and, and whatever was done back in the day, and that is the difference between doses of next year and doses of now. It's one of those things, guys, that we talk in, in generic terms, and we'll talk about our own personal experience which for all of these products today with Europharmacies. But what I'm thinking, Steve, is that sometimes we, we miss that the study was done with 30 milligrams, but we're talking about 50. Uh, that the, 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 the study was done for a medical uh, situation, but we're talking about performance enhancement, or, or in this case, aesthetic enhancement. So I'm thinking about those things in that particular way. It's not an, it, one of the things, guys, and especially we forget and we neglect to talk about this stuff when we talk about these things. It is summer. So when the guys are in the gym, you will sweat more and you're doing a cutting cycle. You're trying to chisel the fat off. So you're doing more cardio. Your, your diet is tighter. Increase your water intake. It all helps. So it, things like that, Steve. I'm just, I think from what you said, and as a guess, I say there's a potential here for it to ever so slightly dehydrate you more up your water this is actually perversely going to help you i think steve will say this as well a slight increase in your water cycle is actually going to help on a cutting cycle as crazy as that sounds it actually will that used to yeah and all of the above for sure the worst side effects i ever had using winstrol is when i stacked it with trend so when mm. you stack it with something like trend <laughs> it's going to cause a lot more side effects than yes. using it solo or using it at less doses. So 50 milligrams of Winstrol for me was a lot. Um, and when you're using a brand like you or pharmacies that is so potent, potently yes. dosed, you don't have to run a lot to get incredible results. So dropping the Winstrol dose for me down to 25 milligrams a day really, really helped with the side effects. So I would try 25 milligrams a day and then maybe try 50 milligrams and see how you react. So the cool thing about Winstrol is that it's available both in, in a tablet form, 
but you can also drink it. And um, because the, the suspension is drinkable, I wouldn't inject it. It's really, really a nasty, nasty injection. So either drink it, the liquid, or just take the tablet from a Euro pharmacies. So, you know, Winstrol at the end of the day, um, another recommendation I have is don't run Winstrol unless you're less than 12% body fat, because you're not going to be able to dry out fat. You know what I'm saying? So it's very important to use it when you're already leaner. And then you'll be able to really dry yourself out and get those cuts looking good in the mirror. So anywhere between 25 and 50 milligrams a day, you can run it solo. You run it solo, no more than five or six weeks because it is liver toxic. It is liver toxic. Make sure you run your support supplements with it. And you could stack it with pretty much anything. Um, There's guys that stack it with low-dose testosterone. There's guys who stack it with equipoise. There's guys who stack it with primobolin. Um, it really stacks well with any injectable out there. But if you want to run it by itself, you can most definitely do that. And you'll notice as your cycle goes along, you'll dry, dry out more and you'll look really, really good. So, Mobster, give your final thoughts on that and move on to the next one. Very quick one for you guys again, right? And I mentioned this already about giving yourself plenty of time to get into shape. Now, as an example, Anivan Winstrol cycle, which is referred to in one of the articles we'll link for you, is, is only six weeks. And we've talked about orals. Dylan, for example, on, on, on Dylan Gamelli will say four weeks. I've said eight weeks. If we say the sweet spot for most of you listeners, it's going to be six weeks. Here's how I would do any of these things, especially for a cutting cycle. I would, and as Steve already said, about being a little bit relatively lean, for example, with Winstrol, you can't dry fat. So here's what I would do. I would do, what, do a pre-cycle cut just on cardio, just on nutrition, just on my training in the gym of, with no drugs whatsoever, no performance enhancement whatsoever of about six weeks, maybe even as much as eight weeks. And then for the last six weeks on this cycle, bring in the numbers that we've talked about. And again, as an example in the article, Steve, the reference point there was given a 50 milligrams a day, every day of Anavar and 50 milligrams, which is the upper limit, as Steve says, in our opinion of Winstrol. Both of those from Europharmacies are fine products. Like again, so again, six weeks of pre-PEDs and then six weeks of training and cardio conditioning with performance enhancing drugs. Making sure, guys, that you know when you're going to be on the beach, when you need to look good. It should be kind of almost, Steve, on the last or in the last week to the very last day of the cycle, when you shine, when everything's popping, when you bring that to the table, because that's the whole point, guys. There's no point doing, you know, something halfway through the cycles when you want to be in shape. We see guys mess up the dates. I see guys, you know, as Steve said already, there's not, if you're coming at 30% body fat and you do this cycle, you're just going to be down maybe, maybe to 20%. You're still not going to see everything popping. So start doing the work ahead of time and then introduce the PEDs about halfway through with the idea that on the day you are in condition, you are shining, those abs are popping, the intercostals are popping. You're bringing the cuts. You're bringing the. You, you are cut. That's what you're aiming for. That's what we want you to get. Back to you, Steve. Oh, sorry. Shall I do the next one here, Steve? What are we up to now? Yeah, man. Take us to the next one. The third oral steroid from Eurofarmacies. Go ahead. Right. So, guys, I, 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 I'm going to jump in here with Halo testing, Steve, because uh, I've actually got some experience to this. But for this, for me, funny enough, same as for the Anivar again, it was one of those things where um, 
halo testing had a reputation with powerlifters of enhancing strength and specifically of enhancing aggression uh, in the gym. Uh, my personal experience, I, I've, I've told Stephen in pre-show, I'm probably more aggressive off of performance enhancing drugs than I am on performance enhancing drugs. So for me, halo testing didn't make me more aggressive in the way that I thought it was going to do. And, and, and by reputation, as Steve knows, uh, it, as an as an oral, if you're not getting the gym aggression that you want, along with the toxicity, then for me it became a no go. Now, as a getting in shape drug, that's a different conversation all all over again. What would you talk about in terms of dosages, see Steve? I mean, I'm going to have a very quick look myself. But I mean, I think I was talking about for my for my gym aggression, for the idea of me doing some absolutely crazy stuff in the gym. I was looking to do something like 50 milligrams a day again. But I don't know necessarily that would be the spot that I would want to run if I was looking at it for all cutting purposes. Yeah, with Halo, I mean, uh, guys, you know, they usually run like 10 milligrams, no more than 20 yep. milligrams. So, um, I'm, yeah, I mean, I, I ran a Halo as well a couple of times. I really didn't notice much on it. So... I wonder if, you know, maybe it, it's just not as good as some of the other oral steroids. I think it might be like overrated. I'm not sure if people just look at it on paper. On paper, it's extremely androgenic. Yes, exactly. You and I talked about this in a pre-show, and this is something that's interesting, guys. So, hey, look, I'll give an example with another drug where some people do incredibly well and other people struggle with it so much that they give up on it. And we talked about this in a pre-show, guys, which is trend. Right, so we the trends negative side effects as well as the positives are incredibly well known, and yet still occasionally we get people that just literally they, the guy down the gym recommended it. They've done no research, and lo and behold, they take trend. Now they're either going to think it's the best thing that's ever been created, or the worst thing that's ever been created, and that can literally come down to the side effects. Now halo testing has that kind of reputation in and of itself, perhaps not quite as bad as trans transomnia or the increased aggression outside of the gym. But in, it, it, I think for me, Steve, it's one of those with, what's the phrase I believe I've used before? An affinity. Sometimes it's literally, guys, I don't like my, uh, any clients, I don't think Steve would do the same, but where we try different drugs out to see how they get on. And we literally have guys that will train, I'm going to up the doses for my second cycle, I'm going to triple the doses for my third cycle, and so on and so forth. Or they'll literally come in and it's almost like, they're working their way from A to Z. Now, that what that means is that they might, over time, find that, for example, like we uh, both agree, halo testing for us wasn't that it was a bad product, because it isn't. And we know for a fact that there are guys out there that are getting incredibly well on it. It's just something that for us didn't shine. It didn't make any difference to other stuff that we use. It wasn't that much better as a drug. So for example, Steve, again, lifting, Anavar and Dynabol, for me, they're staples. They're easy for me to obtain. You're right about Anavar, of course, being one that is faked because of the rules price and the way it's put together by, by companies. Halo testing is a little bit up there in that particular regards, and yet I didn't find it to be a better drug for power and for increased aggression. Now, but that doesn't mean that there's listeners out there that will struggle with that, that they might find that halo testing is the best thing ever. And they might be, what the hell's mobster and Steve talking about? And every time they've used it, it's been absolutely amazing. They've got cut, they've got conditioned, their aggression and the gym was off the scale. 
it may well be that these guys are kind of mild-mannered normally. And then for them putting halo testing in such an irritant in that particular mental way that they become more aggressive. And it, whether that's a, a psychosomatic uh, thing, I took halo and I felt like a god, or just it kind of irritates receptors in the brain to the point where they do become increasingly aggressive, that might be a very specific personal experience that would differ from one person to the next. All we can say, guys, is we know that Europharmacies is a great source. Uh, their product is what it is. There's no mucking about. You might need to, in this particular example, Steve, test it for yourself. I'm not keen on people just running drugs just for the, to see how they get on, but this might be one of the few times where you go, Steve's me, mobster, got nothing out of it. I thought it was amazing. Now, in terms of dosaging, doesn't have to be run high. I think with powerlifting and sometimes, and especially with the increased aggression, uh, and, and I mentioned something in the pre-show to Steve, I said on the day of competitions, I've used check drops and found them incredibly effective as a drug for the aggression on the day of the competition. So running a drug for aggression purposes, I would run very short periods of time. But what we're talking about here is the cutting cycle. So here we go, Steve. Again, it is a harsh, toxic oral. So the recommendation here is no more than four weeks and just 20 up to 30 milligrams a day Dropping back down, for example, 20 milligrams weeks one, two, and four, with week three having a little bit of a peak there, Steve. Again, cardarine that we've talked about before, especially in many other shows, very effective energy drug, a great one for boosting your cardio. And again, your cardio needs to be on point. And as always, guys, I don't think you're ever going to see Evo or EP or any of the podcasts that we do vary away from 20 milligrams. It is the nuts for that. Now, Again, because Halo does have that harsh toxicity to it in terms of your liver and your kidneys and your organs, you must use a product like N2Guard 100%. I, I use it for every cycle that I do. I, I, guys, if you want to argue about different products, please feel free. But ultimately, N2Guard works for me. It works for Steve. And so we use a product like that to protect us from the toxic side effects of using a harsh oral like Halo testing. So those were 100% be my recommendations. Now, when you, so I know that you've used Trend Steve, so I'm just going to ask you for your personal experience. I was looking for an aggressive edge. I didn't get it. But like I said, I'm the kind of guy that's kind of more mellow on gear than I am off gear. So maybe that's with the one exception, like I mentioned already, of check drops. What about yourself? Did you get a, a, an increase in aggression? Or is it to think, like I've said already, maybe it's a very specific thing from individual to individual. What do you reckon? I didn't feel much on, on Halo. And I talked to other people who felt the same way. Um, but then you, you kind of look at some people, others experiences and they, you know, they definitely had a, a lot of yeah. aggression. So I'm just wondering, you know, if, if Halo is one of those boom or bust oral steroids where you may have really, really good results and others may not really experience anything. And I think that's, that's um, that has a lot to do with body chemistry and other factors that are going on in the body. So, you know, give it a shot. Those of you out there run it for three or four weeks. You don't want to run halo too long and try out and be your own judge and see how you do on it. You may realize, wow, halo is an incredible steroid. And you may think, eh, you know, I can get better results using something else. So yes. at the end of the day, it's, it's all about personal experiences for sure. Make sure, guys, that you go to a trusted source like Europharmacies, knowing what you're getting. And in that way, when you're running it, you know that that part of it's covered. 
And as we say again, I mean, it's, I think the other thing is, is Steve, when I when I've training for strength, I'm quite often looking, for example, in the bench press, looking for an increase in leverage. Uh, and I, I if, I, if I go to Dynabol, I'm going to get that. If I want an increase in aggression, I know, for example, in the down the competition, I can use check tops. It's definitely one of those things for me in the regards. And it's what we said already, guys. We are a personal experience of certain particular things. This works for me. This works for me. Halo testing as a lean mass gainer, as a cutter, works for the majority of you listeners. And so that's why we recommend it. You don't need to do crazy amounts. It is a haul. It does have its toxicity issues. So you've been to be aware of that. But again, very quickly, guys, 20 milligrams a day of Halo, 20 milligrams a day of Kylerine. Take your N2 guard, seven to nine caps a day. Very simple, straightforward, four-week cycle. But again, pre-run cardio, pre-run conditioning, pre-run your diet, do the work that running up to the cycle, and then the last four weeks of your cut, you'd be looking to run it in this particular way, in the way that we're suggesting. And again, bring the polish, bring the shine. And uh, by all means, guys, on the forums, post before and after pictures and let us know that you used Halo for me, Pete, so we can see how you got on. Uh, and that way is going to be a recommendation for everybody else that reads the forum and all, all, all of the members. That's the way this stuff works. You're passing out the good stuff. You're letting them know when it shined, when it worked for you and letting us see the results. Next song I'm going to talk about is my personal favorite of all. And I'm going to explain why Toronto ball, T-Bowl. And yeah. right off the bat, one of the reasons I love T-Bowl is it's cheap. You know, it's, it's a cheap oral steroid. You can buy enough. For a cycle, really, it, it seems to be the most cheap, dry oral steroid. Obviously, when you're coming, when you're talking about wet compounds, Dianabol wins yes. wins for the cheapest. Yeah, but when it comes when it comes to the dry orals, T-ball all day. So you can buy a six week T-ball cycle for less than it costs to wash your car. You know, at a, <laughs> at, a at a decent car wash place. So yeah, um, yeah. it really is a good one. So. You know, Tebow came out of the East, East, East Germany in the 1960s. Um, it was developed for performance. It was developed for the East German Olympic team. So it's not one of these that was developed for some medical reason. And then bodybuilders kind of ripped it off and started using it themselves. This has always been developed to be used for, yeah, yeah. For, for enhancing performance. Yeah, definitely. So, look, at the end of the day, uh, you're going to get it's, it's going to do a good job of buying the SHBG as all of these oral steroids do, but T-Bowl is it's one of the advantages of T-Bowl. You're going to get uh, a strength increase. You're going to get some lean muscle mass increase. You're going to be able to cut on it. You're going to be able to run. Um, you're going to be able to cut back. You're going to be able to fast on T-Bowl. It's got low side effects. It's not going to raise your insulin resistance where you're not going to be able to fast on it. You're going to be able to cut your calories down on it. You're going to be able to you know, go long periods without food on it. No problem. It's not going to mess with your, um, mess with your appetite. Like some of the other steroids out there. Mobster. So what do you have to say about it? I'm just going to think for a second here, guys. I sometimes suggest when I'm talking about on the on products, on the forums, that you go and look at the original reason why uh, a, a, a drug was developed, whether that's for anemia, whether it's for, uh, you've got some catabolic medical condition that's pulling muscle off you, et cetera, et cetera. And as Steve says, quite properly, that the East Germans, and this has a Stasi name associated with it, that's actually part of the articles that you can look this up that we refer to. Now, here's how this stuff worked, right? They wanted the drug where there was no obvious physical change. And what they meant, by, what I mean by that, because we're talking about a cutting cycle here, 
is they didn't want someone coming in big and bloated and looking like they was on steroids, Steve. But they needed that athlete to run faster, to throw the ball further, to, to discus, javelin. They needed him to the hurdle quicker and so on and so forth. But they didn't want this person turning up with traps. They didn't want them with biceps and veins and whatever else. They wanted them to look like they looked before in terms of athletic performance, but run quicker, throw further, and so on and so forth. As a cutting product, we know that it's effective because it's like, like the other drugs that we've already mentioned, especially when it comes to these cutting cycles. You're talking about maybe five or six pound gain. That doesn't sound like a lot, but that's muscle tissue. And at the same time, the diet, the condition, anything else you're doing is, is bringing in that look, the polish, the cut that you want to have. That wasn't necessary for East German athletes performing in the Olympic Games, but it is for you, our listeners. So that combination of things that we suggest when it comes to a cutting cycle is what brings the shine, is what makes stuff pop. Five pounds of muscle, but you've lost eight or nine pounds of fat. You've dropped two or three pounds of water. Here you are, six pack, thank you very much. You get to the East Germans weren't looking for that, but we are looking for that. So as like I said, again, you look at sometimes what they were looking for. They didn't want the look of someone with huge traps and really bad acne and terrible, and this is sometimes the women in, in the female East German athletes, never mind the men, they didn't want you to look like you was on steroids. It, so it wasn't a bloater. It was something that added lean mass to muscle tissue. These guys weren't on a specific cutting diet. So they were adding muscle underneath and functional muscle. So definitely. And who, who knows, guys, again, if you are doing cardio, we've talked about this when we talked about trend. Trend is horrendous on your cardio. Tyranobol might actually be something that enhances a small amount because you're doing it for cutting purposes. You're not doing it to run a marathon or 10,000 meters or anything like that, like you would as an athlete. So, yeah, I look at those things as well, but always look sometimes with the one exception of Tyranobol. Nearly every other drug's been made for a medical purpose. And I always say to the guys, go off and look at that medical purpose to get an indication of side effects and effects on the body run at medical levels versus run at performance enhancer levels. Tyranobol, as Steve said at the beginning, was specifically created to enhance athletic ability. But for us now, as bodybuilders, as athletes looking to get cut, because you will be combining it with that, because you will be combining it with conditioning work, which I think it would have a small effect, a positive effect on Steve, you will see the results. Uh, uh, the other thing that Steve and I actually touched on is in, an, in another show, we actually said for us and for a great many gurus, authors, writers uh, within the industry, experts of one way or another, and even just guys with plenty of experience, it's vastly underrated. And yet, as Steve said, it's effective, it's relatively cheap. You know that you're a pharmacist of the great product. So it's one of those ones that we think should be a top 10 all the time drug and it isn't and yet you will you'll be hard pushed guys to find an expert who doesn't think Tyranobol is a great drug myself and Steve included but you Steve so best way to run Tyranobol anywhere between 30 and 50 milligrams a day some guys go a little higher to 60 if you want to run it solo six weeks 30 to 50 milligrams a day I would even say 30 to 40 milligrams a day Good quality brand like Aero Pharmacies, 30 to 40s should be enough. You'll get some good clean results if you want to stack it. It works great in a stack as a Kickstarter. It works great on a stack as a finisher. Let's say you want to run a mild cycle for you want to do a lot of cardio, you want to do a lot of running on it, you want to cut down. 
the way I would do it is I would run three to 400 milligrams a week of equipoise, 30 to 40 milligrams a day of the T-bowl. And then I throw in maybe a little bit of testosterone, maybe a TRT dose of testosterone. That's it. And that would be a really good endurance and cardio stack. And I've used T-bowl during phases where I've done a lot of intense cardio. And like Mobster said, it gives you an advantage. Although there are pumps with T-bowl, but the pumps aren't that bad. So the pumps yes. should not affect your cardio as much as other steroids. It didn't with me at least. And um, the way it's structured, it should not. Now, if you're doing a, a half marathon and you're on T-bowl, then that's a different story. You're probably yeah. going to get pumps. You're going to get some really bad calf pumps, <laughs> you know, and, and during your half marathon. But if you're doing like a couple mile run or something like that, you should be fine. And you know, it really, really works good. Now, let's say you want to just cut on it. You know, your options are unlimited. Uh, I definitely would do do a lot of fasting, like I said. And it's not going to mess around with your appetite. When you take T-Bowl, it's not going to make you hungry where you're going to go crazy if you don't eat, eat something. So it's a really mild steroid. It, this is why it's one of my favorites out there. And it's very underrated uh, by a lot of people. I think if more people were to use it, I think more people would fall in love with T-Bowl. Uh, not just for what it does, but also the price. So, Mobster, finish your final thoughts on T-Bowl and um, move us on to the next uh, oral steroid that you want to talk about. Something that Steve just touched upon there, it occurs to me, there are some performance-enhancing drugs where your appetite does increase. And that's not a good thing when you're on a cut. You don't want to be taking something that boosts your appetite. Now, perversely, and we're not talking about this today really that much, Steve, we know sometimes... Uh, natural products that increase uh, natural growth hormone, for example, can sometimes increase your appetite. Now, you want to get cut. You don't want to be eating more food, and even if it's more healthy food. So what Steve says about trying about not enhancing the appetite, it makes it another reason why it's a great cutting drug. <laughs> Guys, the last thing you want to be doing is eating more. And certainly, your diet's supposed to be clean, it's supposed to be tidy, it's supposed to be ready, you're supposed to be doing a cut. So I don't want you eating all the food that you're supposed to eat on a, on a cutting diet and then getting hungry and having another meal and another meal. That would be the last thing you want to do. And you don't, I mean, you're going to be hungry. You should be hungry on a cut. You should be, you should feel like you could maybe have a bit more food. T-Bow's not making that happen. So it's just going to come down to you and your willpower. And your willpower should be focused on getting you as cut as possible. Uh, that is super duper important. Right, next drug today, guys. And I will say this because it, it was, it was, Superdrol, let's start with the name. Now, very familiar, especially to those of us that have been doing this for 20 or 30 years. It was included some years ago, as you know, Steve, in, in that pro-hormone list. But the reality, guys, is it's not a pro-hormone. It was developed a long time ago uh, as a steroid because that's what it is. Uh, way, way back. In fact, I'm just looking at a reference here, Steve, all the way back to 1956. It was, there are a list of steroids or steroid-like hormones that were created a very, very long time ago, and they just don't get used. And the reason they don't get used is because something else was developed that did the same job better, more effective, with less side effects, and so on and so forth, right? So Superdrug was one of those ones that ended up being picked up when pro-hormone sales were still legal. And the problem with that, and you must think of Superdrug as a drug, was that pro-hormones were available over-the-counter in 
old food shops in your GNC and places like that. And gyms especially were selling these products over the counter. And some of them, and again, Super Troll, again, as an oral, will come with side effects. But people didn't think it did because it was a pro-hormone, because it was legal. It's not a pro-hormone. It's a steroid. But it was treated as a pro-hormone. It was available for sale as a pro-hormone. And so that was a problem right there. And you, to me, you must, in this particular example, and especially with an effective drug like Superdrol, anything that's strong, anything that works properly will come with side effects, some a lot and some less. The issue with Superdrol was, again, I think it was one of those things, guys, where, and I think Steve will agree with me, if because it was legally available and over-the-counter, people thought they could take more and still be safe. The FDA ended up disagreeing with that, and of course, that's why it ended up being banned, along with all the other pro-hormones at the same time. Now, as Steve said again, pretty much all the products that we're talking about here today, I don't think there's anything on that, Steve, that isn't what we would call a dry drug. It isn't. Um, Super Dry was actually described as a very dry drug and will produce notable results on just a couple of weeks of use, which is another reason why it was incredibly popular back in the day. The ban came in around 2011, which made it illegal to manufacture and so on and so forth. So you ended up having issues like now where we use an UGO like Europharmacies. Again, solid product, no mucking around there, guys. But again, you must think of this as a steroid. It is not a pro-hormone. It is not, a, or even as it was an over-the-counter drug, you must think of it as a steroid. Now, something that back in the day, guys, I know I saw big numbers being recommended for this, but notice with all of the drug, drugs that we're talking about today, none of them are being run at crazy numbers. There are occasions when, it, when for performance enhancement rather than physique enhancement for being cut, that you will sometimes run one or two of these ores at higher levels. But again, it's for, typically for very short periods of time. So because it's an oral, it does have some toxicity. So you're looking at maybe six to eight weeks again. Less is more sometimes with some of you guys, especially if everything else is on point. And a daily dose, you're only looking at around 20 to 40 milligrams. As an example, Steve, this is just a very simple, straightforward cycle. More for performance enhancement as well as getting in cut. You should be looking at something like testosterone and amphate to put the muscle on at the beginning with aromacin 10 milligrams every other day. And that would be adding muscle, getting bigger. And then the cutting portion of the cycle would be six weeks of Superdrol at 40 milligrams a day with, as always, and especially within any toxic or potentially toxic uh, oral steroid, N2 guard, seven, nine. And I know some of you guys out there run as high as 11 caps a day. I always stick to seven, Steve. It seems to work for me. And as always, even though, and something else I want to throw in here, Steve, for again, all of these oral steroids and all of these cycles, which we're not talking about, when I'm saying about you bringing down your body fat levels, guys, and getting in condition for the day of the beach, or a holiday and whatever else, there might be an issue, especially if you go overseas, because we're going to want you to run APCT. So you've got a holiday in six weeks' time. You've done six weeks of training already, and you're running an oral cycle with Superdrol included. Holiday is, it, is, is going to be week seven. It's going to be week eight. If you're in, a, if you're in the States, if you're in-country on your holiday, then running a PCT is going to be quite straightforward but you do need to run a PCT. It may well be, and we know this is dependent on the half-life of some drugs, that you might have a week, 10, perhaps as much as 14 days before you need to start the PCT. That would be perfect because 
you you might you want to avoid any issues with taking the products that you would require for a PCC with you on holiday, especially if you're traveling overseas, but you will still need to run it. Now, 100% with Superdrone, I mentioned this earlier on, guys. It was over the counter, it was legal, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, but it was toxic side effects. What happened was that lots of the younger guys were taking it because it was over the counter, legal, et cetera, and not thinking of it as a toxic product. It is. It is a steroid. It's on that list, 100%. Half-life here, eight to nine hours. I've never been one really, Steve, for, with possibly exception of halo testing, which didn't have that effect on me, same as yourself, as we mentioned earlier. Never been one of the fellas that needed a pre-gym steroid to make me train harder in the gym. Uh, if the stuff's in my system, it's in my system. If it's in the system from last night, as this would be if I took one in the evening, went to bed, got up in the morning, I might take one in the morning before I go to the gym, but it's not really going to be a drug that boosts me in the gym per se. And I like to spread my doses through the day. Guys, think about it in these terms again. Right, so it's all one well and good going to the gym with an increased level of regression for the workout, but I want a product in my system like Superdrol from Europharmacies that's working to reduce my body fat, to increase my meta metabolic output. Typically after training, your metabolism is stimulated for up to four hours. I want a product like Superdrol to be doing that for eight hours or nine hours like it's supposed to, and all the time when I'm awake, before the gym, during the gym, after the gym, when I'm asleep. So I prefer my stuff like that to be working 24-7. So long as unlike training, it's not keeping me awake at night or, you know, having me sweat like going out of fashion, which I don't, I've never heard of anybody complaining about a super drug. Should be no problem. There is the potential, I think, again, Steve, something that you've mentioned before. Uh, and again, it's, it was literally coming down to the guys not hydrating enough, especially when they're taking oral steroids, which I think you actually need to increase your uh, fluid intake a little bit anyway. Purely for the something like Steve said on Winstrol with headaches and for flushing out the system and for getting rid of the toxins. So there's something like that. But otherwise, a, used in the way that we're going to suggest already, a dry drug for dry gains combined with that diet, combined with that conditioning. You go to a great source like Europharmacies, you should have absolutely no problems. Guys, if you've got any questions, especially, you can either comment in the comment section or post up questions on the forum and we'll go ahead. And we'll look at those and we'll get back to you with answers. I will finish again on this, Steve. 100% a drug, not a pro-hormone. I don't care that it was over the counter back in the day. It was created as a steroid. It is a steroid. Treat it like a steroid. And because it's an oral, treat it like one that might have issues with toxicity, which 100% I believe Superdrol does, as regardless of the source. And keep that in mind. Hydrate better. Use the product A2 guard. Do the work. Back to you, Steve. Yeah, and what happened in the United States, I don't know how it worked in, in um, UK, but... I think it's the same, Steve. It's the same, 100%. I think we copied, we copied you on this one within about three months or six months off the top of my head. So we we were having them uh, selling Superdrol as a designer steroid, and they, were, they would call it something else. They'd call it yeah. Bistrol, for example, and yeah. they would sell it over the counter. You could go online and buy it with a credit card from a supplement company. And what, what was happening is... Uh, people weren't aware, like you said, that it was actually an anabolic steroid. So it's shocking that they let it go yeah. on so long before they closed that loophole. And uh, let me tell you something, Superdrol, I hate it. Nasty, 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 nasty steroid. <laughs> the thing with Superdrol, though, that some of you may like is that you can run it for two or three weeks and you can add like a ton of strength to your 
lifts without any water retention. And some of you may, may absolutely love that. You can really change your physique on it if you're, if you're working out. But man, you feel like crap on it because it's so damn toxic in the body. So when something's toxic on the body and it's stressing out your organs, what do you think is going to happen? You're going to feel like shit. And I guarantee you that if you abuse Superdrol over time, you will take years off your life. Um, there's no doubt that it's, it's, not, it's not good. It's not good on your liver. It's not good on your kidneys. It's not good on your heart. And that's why you feel like shit on it. So for me, 20 milligrams a day was incredible. When I tried to use 30 milligrams a day, it was unbearable. I couldn't take the side effects. I don't like to feel like shit all day. Some people are like that. Some people just feel like shit day in and day out. That's why you see people who smoke cigarettes, they smoke nicotine, they get high off of recreational drugs, they drink alcohol because they're trying to mask their pain, both mental and physical pain, day in and day out. Me, I don't like that. I don't like to take anything. I like to be clean, have a clean body. So I don't need to take anything to get high. I don't need any an upper. I don't need a downer, whatever. So for me, taking super droll just made me feel like shit. And if you're the type of person you're like, okay, I'll just take it, feel like shit, and just take a bunch of stuff to, to offset feeling like shit, then you know you, you can definitely give it a shot. But Look, at the end of the day, I'm all for experimenting with steroids. If you've never yes. tried it before and you want to try it, give it a shot for three weeks at 20 milligrams a day and make your own decision. You may end up loving it. I, I have no idea. So, yep. all right, I'll monster, finish on that. And I'll have to move on to the next one. Yep. I'll, I'll jump in with a very short, quick history lesson explaining how this stuff used to work, guys. So we know that steroids, testosterone discovered 1895, something or other, uh, isolated as a drug for injectable purposes and used in experiments studies and so on i think 1900s late very late 1800s early 1900s the big explosion if you like came around 1945 and as we mentioned earlier on with superdrol specifically 1956 now the, the design of steroid thing kind of a misnomer as you know steve because what happened in reality guys is that there are let's say that there's 20 basic forms of steroid that most of us use small variations in there which boosts the number somewhat because of the difference in esters short medium and long acting and so on and so forth superdrol was created all that way back we're talking about what we're talking about then is 70 years ago it's around that figure but other drugs came along other drugs were better so what happened with the whole design of steroid it was kind of a joke no one designed this in the 2000s or the late 90s it'd been around since 1956 there are probably another 20 drugs, including Superdrol, with its chemical name, on the list of... I've, I've got a book up in my library, Steve, that probably lists those other 20 versions of steroids that existed. And again, you could double that or triple that number with different esters and so on and so forth. When, when we had... Uh, there are some drugs out there, I think Anavar is a very good example, Steve, where the original dose for medical purposes and indeed, some of the guys that started to use it for performance enhancing purposes was one or two milligrams a day. Diana Bar was like five or 10 milligrams a day. In fact, less, I believe, to begin with, and only went up to that kind of number. Superdrol is again there when it was created, what it was created for, and so on and so forth. It fell out of favor because something better came along. It came back into favor because the ban of anabolic steroids meant it just wasn't included in the list. And that made it a loophole. And that's why it came to the table again. And it became worse because it was an over-the-counter drug, but it was an actual steroid for, the of steroid reason, for medical reasons. 
it just came with horrible side effects, which is why the pharmaceutical companies dropped it because they could produce something else that cost the same for them, that made the same profit, but with less side effects, was easier to dose, was easier to give, or sometimes actually required them to take less, again, for medical purposes, three, five, 10 milligrams a day versus 20 milligrams and so on and so forth. So that's how this stuff worked. However, some of you will love it. Some of you will think it's a great cutting drug. That's why we're talking about it today. We talk about running a sensible dose for the right amount of time, making sure you put the work in as always. So keep all those things in mind, guys. I know it sounds a bit long, we didn't convoluted because you might just say, I want to get cut, what shall I take? But we'd like to bring you this information. That's the reason we do this podcast. It's no bullshit. You got to know the risk. You got to know the pluses. You got to know how to do these things. And we hope to produce this information in such a way that is a safe and effective. You run it for a short periods of time. You look after your organs. You do the work. Boom. Before and after pictures again. I want to see you. Got, if you use it and you think it's the best thing ever, post some photographs up on the forums. Run a log. Let us see how this looks. Let us know that you used Europharmacies and if you think it's just a nuts. If it's horrible and you don't like it, but it was still potent, we want to know. There were other persons out there that respond better. You might not like the toxicity. You might not like how you feel on it. But regardless, if you do everything else that we're talking about with work and the conditioning and the diet, we, we, you should shine. You should see the results. Never be easy, Steve. It shouldn't be easy. It's not a magic wand. And Superdrol has its pluses and its minus. Let's hit the last one. The last, or but not least, is fitting, fittingly a uh, Proviron. Proviron is a pure DHT, dihydrotestosterone steroid. And the cool thing about Proviron is that it's not liver toxic like some of these other oral anabolic steroids that we talked about. In fact, yeah. all of the steroids that we've talked about before are liver toxic. Proviron is not. Proviron stacks well in any cycle. And Proviron also, a lot of guys have reported it's helped them with depression. It's helped them with mood. It's helped them with their sex drive and their libido and their erections and all that good stuff. For me personally, I don't view it that way. I've always viewed it as a good thing to stack in my cycle because I don't, I don't really, I didn't really feel those types of effects with Proviron. But for me, when I use Proviron, and this is what Proviron does really well, is it binds to SHBG, sex hormone binding globulin. So it makes your entire cycle run better. So let's say, hypothetically, you wanted to run Proviron solo. You could do that, and it could help with some of those issues that I talked about. Um, and you could just run it by itself. And for some of you out there, it's not going to be suppressive, believe it or not. Um, it's just a, a miracle of the way that it is structured where it doesn't suppress some people out there. So some people are actually able to use Proviron off cycle in PCT in between cycles as a bridge and it won't suppress you. Crazy, huh? It's just the way yeah. it happens to be structured where you can kind of classify it not as an anabolic steroid, but actually as a, as a just a medical drug in that, in that respect. So look, at the end of the day, the most optimal way to use Proviron is if you're looking for performance, if you're looking for cutting, is to use it alongside one of the other steroids we talked about. That is an option. Or you could use it alongside an injectable steroid. That is an option. And the cool thing about Proviron is because it's not liver toxic, you can just go ahead and use it your entire cycle. And you don't have to worry about 
that you know that much of an issue with your liver now all anabolic steroids all drugs all hormones have an effect on your kidneys and liver guys just because something isn't 17 alpha alkylated doesn't mean it isn't any foreign substance that you put in your body is going to have to pass through your liver and have to get flushed by your kidneys and all that good stuff so i just want to be clear about that when you go eat crappy food it affects your organ health the same way so, Mobster, chime in here with your thoughts. Yeah. Quick, quick question for you, Stephen. I believe this is very much the case with Proviron, probably even more than the other drugs that we're talking about here today. Here's the thing, guys. Anti-catabolic. I believe Proviron is actually really, really good for that, Steve. But holding on to muscle tissue while you're doing a cut. So the reason why it was included back in the day and the reason why it would be included now, especially in a cycle with other drugs in a stack, as Steve says, think about what competition bodybuilders do, guys. They are looking to work in the off-season to gain loads and loads of muscle, to increase their strength, to get bigger, to get better, to fill in the gaps in their physique so that when they get on stage, their physique looks better. Of course, when it comes to cutting down for a competition, and especially to the extreme levels that a competitive bodybuilder, and especially a professional competitive bodybuilder is looking to do, why would you want to lose all that muscle tissue, that five or 10 pounds of new muscle that you gained in the off-season? Now, you might lose a couple. That kind of happens anyway but you want to retain, let's say, 60, 70, 80% of the muscle. Proviron, if I remember rightly, Steve, is one of those things that is especially good for that. Now, all of the orals that we're talking about today do this to one degree or another. But if, if I remember correctly, Steve, Proviron is the best at retaining muscle tissue. So you do your cut, you do your conditioning, you are doing way more cardio before. You are on a restricted, a reduced calorific intake in a much cleaner than previously normal would be normal for you diet that's how cutting diets work that's how you get into shape the drugs assist that process but we because you are doing a diet because you're doing the conditioning because you're doing the cardio there's a chance of losing some muscle tissue we want to negate that as best as possible and in my opinion and again if i remember correctly provide is the best drug for anti-catabolism in this situation for holding on holding on to that hard work for new tissue and include for that matter any old muscle tissue you might be guys not everybody wants to get the 230 and drop the 225 235 and drop back to 230 and so on and so forth you might just want to look as good as you did last summer so we still want you to keep the muscle that you already built up from last year and just drop that body fat to get you back into shape individual reasons for doing what you're doing Ultimately, it's about looking good, whether that's with new muscle tissue, the same muscle tissue you already had. Proviron is a, in my opinion, and again, if I remember correctly, a great anti-catabolic, very good at holding all of the drugs. I reiterate, all of the drugs we're talking about today, especially when it comes to cutting, do that. Some help you add muscle. Some will help you, like Proviron, to keep the muscle that you've got while you're losing the fat, while you're conditioning. And again, it's about having you shine, et cetera, et cetera. And off the top of my head, Steve, I believe that's what it was created for originally. Now, I think the, the plus that Steve's already mentioned, and it's again one of those individual things that we see a response in, is users, like Steve said, raving, absolutely raving. I mean, seriously, bigging up Proviron as a drug that makes them feel good, that's increased their libido, et cetera, et cetera. We talked about already drugs where Halo testing, for example, didn't increase my aggression. And yet I know just from rumor and reputation that powerlifters have raved about halo testing as a drug that's increased their aggression. 
for the day of a powerlifting competition. So that must say to me that Steve and I are set up one way and it didn't increase our aggression. But other guys think it's amazing. Provaron is one of those ones where some of you guys will take it and it doesn't just hold on to muscle tissue. It doesn't just aid you on a cut. It isn't, doesn't matter whether it's come from, but Europharmacy is a great source for Provaron. And then they go, what a plus. What, a, what an absolute bonus, Steve, that they don't just feel great. They don't just look great. They're horny as well. well it's, and then, as Steve said, some of them, I've never been a great fan of using any performance enhancing drug in a PCT. I should want to recover everything naturally. But I know because I've seen the same stuff that Steve's seen, that there are guys out there that said this is the one drug that they can use in between, the one they can use in the PC, the one that they feel great on. This is the thing, guys. If, if you, for example, again, Halo, check drops, trend or whatever else, the more creative of muscle and the more creative of strength they are, the more likely they have to come with side effects. Provion is almost the opposite. It's positive because it's holding on to muscle tissue. It's not making you angry. You don't get transomnia. There's not these other kind of horrible issues that you get. There is potentially, arguably, still a smaller issue, a much smaller issue in the case of Provion for being an oral, but it's way less than the others in terms of toxicity. And what a bonus. But for some of you listening, we'll try it. And oh my God, I feel great. I was able to use it in a PCT, I could do it in between cycles. Uh, my, my, my libido came back really, really quickly. Look at the way it was used medically for the same reasons. And, and, and I think and this is one I believe, Steve, off the top of my head, I think it might even be in some of the uh, gurus baby making protocols. So, you know, not having too much of an effect on the sperm count and so on and so forth. And no crazy numbers, Steve. Remind me again, what kind of numbers and dosages would we be looking at for Provira? I'm all about saving people money. So 25 milligrams, if you're running it throughout your whole cycle, 25 milligrams is just fine. If you're running it more shorter and you want more of an effect than 50 milligrams, or if you're running it solo. So that yeah. would be uh, the best way to go. So give it a shot, guys. At the end of the day, look, we can debate it all day. Blood work doesn't lie. And I've seen the blood work. I've seen both ways. I've seen people run Proviron and PCT in, in between cycles and not have any suppression. And I've seen people run it and have some suppression. So it just depends. But that's the only one out there that, you can make the, 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 the argument is actually not suppressive. Every other steroid out there is going to shut you down and it's suppressive. That's just the way hormones work. So great show. We will talk to you guys next time. Mobster, take us into the disclaimer. Right, guys, as always, with this, I'll reiterate again, Steve, when it comes to cutting, you need to do the work in the gym. You need to do the work at the dinner table. The drugs we're talking about from Neuropharmacies are fantastic. It's a great source for really, really good products, but you must do the conditioning cardio. You must diet. You must do the work in the gym, fill in the gaps in your physique, work at producing a masterpiece. They look really, really good for the day of a competition. We're looking good on the beach. We're looking good for that pool party, but do the work. And especially if you can, and you should know when the holiday or the party or whatever is going to take place, Give yourself time to get into shape and run some part of that training program, that diet program, before doing the short cycles that we're talking about. If you do those things that we talked about, if you do them the way that we suggested, and you run, look at look at none of the numbers here today have been very high. So talk about saving some bucks, especially with some of the EP deals. And you do it like we talked about, success is more or less guaranteed. 
but it's on you. It's not a magic wand. You need to do those things. As always, please note, we are not doctors and the opinions of these shows are hours and hours alone. It's our view and based on our experience and views on the topic. Our podcasts are for informational purposes and entertainment only. The freedom of speech and the First Amendment applies.